0: This is The Wrap, episode 47, a weekly show where I bring you up to speed on movie news and the fun things from the past week. Today is Friday, September 13th, 2013, and I am your host, TJ. Let me tell you a tale of woe and despair from the box office. Riddick, which wasn't a terrible film as far as story goes, but it was on the top of the pile. Uh, budget of $38 million, uh, it brought in $18.6 million over the weekend domestically, and um, uh so currently uh the uh worldwide total uh as of monday was 26 million and as i said it's not a, it's not a terrible film in terms of story and i i like it the best of the three as far as that goes but it was the only of the three so far to have nudity in it and i cannot recommend it based on that and i'm sorry to say that i uh i i'm sorry that i saw it because of that so it's unfortunate uh, it certainly uh, had the best uh, storytelling, and uh, certainly Riddick at his best, but um, yeah, that, that was a very, uh, very unfortunate thing. Number two was Lee Daniels' The Butler. Uh, weekend number four, uh, it had a budget of $30 million and it has brought in $91.9 million so far. So not doing too bad. Um, I haven't seen the film. Uh can't stand Oprah Winfrey, but uh, I hear there's something to it, so I probably should see it. Number three. Again, at the box office, instructions not included. Weekend number two. I've never heard of this film. Don't know what it's about. Don't understand where it came from, how I didn't hear about it, and how now it's doing so well. It, the budget has not been released. We don't know what the budget is, but it's uh, up to $20.3 million. Um, Bit of an indie look and feel to it, I think. So budget probably wasn't all that high, so they're probably doing okay. Number four, we're the Millers. On a budget of 37000000 million, they're now at $178.9 million worldwide. This is... Uh, it's a terrible thing. I, I, I don't want this trash in my cinemas. So I'm sorry to say that that is number four. Still, weekend number five, still doing well. Number five, Planes, uh, budget of fifty million worldwide is now up to 121.1 million. Uh, weekend number five for Planes. Uh, this film doesn't look great to me, um, but you know it's it's doing okay. I think for Disney um, uh, at 120 million not i think what they were hoping for but uh doing okay. Number 6 One Direction this is us. Uh it is now up to 49.9 million worldwide. Uh that is um five times the production budget now of 10 million. Weekend number 2. Just crazy. Nuts that this is doing this well. Uh whatever. Uh number 7 Elysium uh on a budget of 115 million it is now up to 212.1 million worldwide. Weekend number 5. So Took a while to get it there, and it's still not. That's still not great. Um, but and in and, and you know what I didn't like the film at all. In fact, you should check out also uh, the guys on Movieology, the Movieology podcast that we have here at uh, Moviebyte, Moviebyte dot slash Movieology, episode number six, I believe it is. They just did. Uh, they just did their review of Elysium, and they they took a long you know they took a while hating on that film much more than than I did even, and I hated the film too. So uh, make make sure to check that out. That it was number seven for its fifth weekend uh number eight blue jasmine weekend number seven um i don't know much about this film either it was uh, written and directed by woody allen uh it apparently stars uh kate blanchett she's in the picture that i found for the film and, and stuff like that so uh it brought in 24.4 uh, million uh so far uh worldwide total weekend number seven first time it's been on the charts kind of interesting Uh, so, uh, never, I've never heard of a film not ever being on the charts and then making it up into the charts, uh, on, on its seventh weekend, but there you go. It made it to number eight. So let's, let's move on a little bit. And, uh, just by way of, of Riddick, uh, there's apparently going to be more Riddick on the way or, or, or certainly, um, certainly Vin Diesel hopes there will be. Um, according to Rob keys over at screen rant, it took 10 years for a sequel to 2003's Chronicles of Riddick to become a reality. And the long journey to its theatrical release involved everything from licensing hurdles and scheduling conflicts to financial woes. But Vin Diesel and David too high uh, their passion for the character and diesel's motivation, uh, social media fan motivational social media fan base helped make the project a reality. And what diesel himself describes as a miracle Riddick is back and the star hopes it's not just a one shot and that it's the beginning of a continuation of the film franchise. You know, and, and if they can keep the nudity out of the film and if they and if they can uh, have a story as good as this one or better, then I'm all for that. So we'll see where that goes. It's it's certainly been an interesting journey, if, especially since I've been looking into the Riddick franchise now, finally seeing all the films and kind of been following now what's going on. Uh, it is kind of interesting, and you know the whole ten-year gap, and, and and this film didn't follow up on the previous film hardly at all. So very, very strange, very interesting kind of a thing. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what develops. The Hunger Games: Catching Fire tickets will be available on October 1st for pre-order, uh, according to Andrew over at Entertainment Weekly. With only 12 weeks left to go before release, Lionsgate announced Friday the tickets for The Hunger Games: Catching Fire will go on sale October 1st at 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, with advanced movie tickets available through Fandango FandangoMovieTickets.com. So I'm looking forward to this film, and I think I'll probably go ahead and get my tickets and recommend you do the same. Uh, uh, the first installment broke records for advanced ticket sales outpacing the Twilight series, so that's encouraging. Um, all right, so a little bit of information here on Cumberbatch and Star Wars 7. Question on everyone, everyone's minds right now is, will Benedict Cumberbatch be in Star Wars or won't he? There's been a lot of rumors going around, but he's downplaying it. Um, you know, I've got several links here in this article to uh, him uh, downplaying it, but not outright denying it. Uh, he, he's been careful with his phrasing, Yeah, he's he said he's not signed. He hasn't really even said that no talks have happened. So um, will he or won't he be in the in the uh, Star Wars 7 that's anyone's guess right now, I I think I'm of the opinion right now that I would kind of like that. I would like to see what he would bring to... I'd like to see him in the role of a villain. Some some people have been suggesting, especially if you read comments for any of these articles that are out there, that he might be good to play Admiral Thrawn from the Expanded Universe book series. Uh, If they're going with any of that, I don't know if Cumberbatch will look good with uh, blue skin and red eyes. Apparently, Admiral Thrawn has blue skin and red eyes, but some sort of villainous role, maybe a Sith of some kind, we'll see. Uh, so that's, you know, it's all kind of up in the air and he is officially denying, uh, you know, or downplaying it in any event. We do have a possible title for Star Wars 7. This is a complete rumor, but uh, there is it's, it comes from a source apparently that um, is, is somewhat reliable, um, it, <laughs> at least according to the guy uh, Gabriel Grey on Talkbacker. Uh, the title the, the title that we're hearing is uh, Star Wars 7 A New Dawn. Uh and you know that actually kind of fits within the series even though I don't like titles that are very on the nose and very direct. Uh the, the, the consider the other titles in the series such as uh A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Uh those are all embarrassingly on the nose and not very clever. A New Dawn fits right in with that. Um I I did say in this article, I think it'd be interesting to see how JJ reacts. JJ reacts to not having a colon in his title. Famously, he excised the colon from uh, the Star Trek titles, uh, which I kind of miss. But anyway, uh, that's that's the news on that front. <clears throat> Hugh Jackman is, uh, in this video that I have linked up in the show notes, speaks about X-Men Days of Future Past. He says, I know, having sat at Comic-Con on that panel, with that extraordinary cast, I keep saying it's like two movies in one, but with the size of it, it's really a three in one. It really is going to blow people away because of the story. Brian Singer, I think, is going to become the first director to make increasingly better movies in a franchise. I'm not sure if there's anyone else that's done that. Uh, that statement's a little bit hyperbo- uh, hyperbolic, if I can uh, say my English correctly here. And I don't even know if that's the correct way to say it. But anyway, uh, that's uh, it's a little bit of hyperbole. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, because I I can name a couple of franchises in which the films have gotten better. But, but he's right in that it's rare. And I do tend to believe him. Uh, the first two X-Men films directed by Bryan Singer were great. And uh, I think that he can pull this franchise back on track and pull everything together. So... Uh, Be sure to check out his video linked up in the show notes here. Marvel schedules Ant-Man for September 2015 release. uh, Because apparently 2015 did not have enough films coming out. (laughs) So that's the news there on that front with Marvel. Um, uh, Disney would like to ruin your uh, Little Mermaid experience with the second screen experience. uh, According to Russ Fisher over at Film. But Disney is on board with the idea of the second screen nonsense and is promoting a presentation of The Little Mermaid. Viewers can download an app for use on phones and tablets which with through which they can interact with the movie and become part of the experience. I I, I can't say enough bad things about this. This is a terrible idea. First of all, like why do why does Disney think people will care about coming to see The Little Mermaid and having a second screen experience? Like if you were going to do that, you would probably want to do it with a new film. I, I don't advocate a second screen experience. I advocate sitting down and watching a film and not having a second screen available to you. Uh, th- this whole thing is just silly. Uh, and and I think that this is an uh, indication that civilization is over and that the world is ending. So moving on. Here's the big news of the week. This just broke uh, yesterday, and I was able to post it right away. Uh, broke into my posting schedule. I do scheduled posts, and broke in and posted at ten thirty a.m. yesterday that Warner Brothers announces a Harry Potter spinoff series. Uh, this is according to Andrew Sims over at Hypable, uh, who was was involved uh, in the uh, MuggleCast uh, podcast. I, I never got to listen to that. Uh, when it was going, I think it is not no longer going now. Maybe he'll fire it back up. We'll see. Anyway, Andrew Sims over at Hypeable says, Warner Brothers has announced a new Harry Potter film re- series based on the world of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. The Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them movie will be an origin story and will mark Rowling's screenwriting debut. It is planned as the first picture in the new film series. What's more, the series will focus on the author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt Scamander. According to Rowling, the first film will be set 70 years after the uh, 70 years before the first Harry Potter book in New York. Uh, I, I don't know whether to be excited about this or not, frankly. I wanted more Harry and Ron and Gin- uh, Ginny and Hermione, uh, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'd be shocked if it did, uh, and I'm not even sure that it would be good if it did happen. I'm not sure what story there would be more to tell. But I I do love the Harry Potter series, and so on that level, on that front, I'm excited to see what might be coming of this. I have to admit that the concept doesn't sound that intriguing to me right now, but maybe it will. Uh, And I have a GIF attached to the article that uh, will really help sum up my feelings. Yes, I know that they say it's pronounced GIF now, but I will still continue to call it GIF. Uh, because it's a hard G. Uh, so anyway, this gif really kind of sums up my feelings. Uh, 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 an actor whose name I can't bring to mind right now. He's kind of famous in some TV series. He's been in stuff like Firefly. I should know his name, but I can't bring it to mind. Anyway, he's unrolling a very long piece of parchment, a scroll, and the caption says, let me tell you about my feels. Uh, that kind of explains how I feel about this. I, (laughs) I have lots of mixed feelings and I would take much more than that roll of parchment very long that's unrolling on the floor and this gift to explain it all. Uh, so that's the news. Exciting. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, could be good. And, and, and yes, I do want to see more in the world of Harry Potter. I was just hoping for more, maybe even post Harry and, and, and Ron and Hermione and stuff. So Ah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's the big news this week. Uh, So in this video, I have a video of J.J. uh, He doesn't say that Rupert Rupert Wyatt won't direct the next Star Trek, but he doesn't say he will either. Uh, Officially, there is no director yet, but um, he does talk highly of Rupert Wyatt. So maybe we'll get him directing the next uh, Star Trek film. We'll have to see how that goes. Check out the video linked up in the show notes. And before I sign off, I want to tell you about what you might want to see this weekend. We do have a bit of a dearth of films in the theater this weekend, but there are some things that you might or might not want to see. Uh, this is Friday the 13th, of course. There's a couple of uh, uh, insidious-looking films <laughs> uh, that, that look pretty terrible and that have to you – know, obviously horror, and they're capitalizing on that, and I'm not really even going to talk about those and mention them. The only new one I'm going to mention this week is The Family, starring Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um It, I'm not expecting it to be great. It looks mildly entertaining, and there's something about it that makes me want to see it. I expect I'd be disappointed by it, and I'm not planning on seeing it this weekend because it's not what we're reviewing for the Movie Byte podcast next week. Actually, we're going to be reviewing The Way Way Back uh, on Chad's recommendation, but um, I will try to see this film sometime, hopefully. Uh, it is rated R, uh, and so be prepared if you do want to see it uh, for an R-rated film. Still in theaters is Riddick, Lee Daniels, The Butler, We're the Millers, Plains, Elysium, uh, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters, and The World's End. For more on how I feel about those films, whether or not you, I think you should see them, and more goodies and all that kind of stuff, check out my article linked up in the show notes. Well, that is all for this week. If you would like to view those show notes, you can do that at moviebyte.com slash therap slash 47. If you want to keep up with me, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm TJ Draper Pro. You can also follow Movie Byte on Twitter to stay up to date, twitter.com slash moviebyte. And you can like Movie Byte on Facebook at facebook.com slash moviebyte. Of course, be sure to visit the website because I keep you up to date every weekday at moviebyte.com. That's all i got. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a terrific weekend.